0: A book about hillbillies inspired me more than I ever thought possible. It's called Hillbilly Elegy. I picked it up on a whim this summer. It's a true story about a boy named J.D. Vance who grew up in a hillbilly steel town in the Midwest. Broken homes, drug abuse, and a cycle of poverty were his norm. He's now a graduate of Yale Law, a best-selling author, United States veteran, and happily married to one of his Yale classmates. When asked about the difference between himself and his small-town peers, who followed in their parents' self-destructive footsteps, he cited his ability to stop blaming the circumstances dealt to him and realize the power he held by making positive choices. Instead of believing an outside force would always bring him down, he learned his choices mattered, and I was reminded my choices matter, and so do yours. This is the Non-Exclusive Podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Reeby and Candace. Welcome to the first episode in a three-part series on how we deal with change. How do we know when it's time to make a difficult change? What should we do when our plans change drastically and take a turn for the worse? Is there a way we can best prepare ourselves for change? both joyful and tragic? Yes, this is a lot to unpack, but we believe these are important conversations to start. Hopefully you leave feeling encouraged to face the changes in your life with more confidence and peace. So let's start with a choice. What's it like to choose a big change, even when it's difficult? Here's my story. summer of 2018. It was the first time I ever thought, what might be next? I had worked for four years in a job I loved, with people I love, in a field I studied for. It had been an awesome four years, but for the first time, the growing pains set in. Dynamics were shifting, ideas were growing, our team was changing. I had changed, and that was the scariest part of all. Underneath any stress or frustration caused by workplace changes was this bizarre realization that I wasn't the same person with the same dreams who walked into this job after college. What if we're growing into something I don't want to do anymore, I thought. What if the place I loved, where I thought I could stay safely forever, doesn't actually align with my long-term plans? It was the first time I ever considered what else I might like to do with my career and my life, and it felt weird. It felt kind of like a betrayal, and I was forced to let that marinate for a while. Before I go any further in the story, let me acknowledge my workplace situation was uniquely emotional. We did work that was creative, purposeful, and deep. It's the kind of work you have to pour your heart and soul into if you want it to be good. The people in my office became like family to a girl just fresh out of college in a brand new city. We were working for the greater good and it bonded us together. I thought I might stay there forever. So the fact that this home had somehow, over time, fallen down on my priority list felt like a loss. What else would I want to be? What are my new priorities? The answers that came from asking these questions surprised me with excitement and new dreams blossoming at the end of each one. Fast forward another few months, I had sunken down. Down into a pit of frustration and confusion and the war of dreams, desire, and reality raging within me. My shifting priorities had become clear. In the time that I had this job, I had fallen in love, gotten married, and found new dreams to follow with my husband. We wanted a home studio to record things like his music and, hey, this podcast, we wanted to be able to do it more easily. We wanted spare rooms where our out-of-town family and our future children could feel at home. It's not that my personal dreams died, it's that new ones grew and developed in their place. As I considered and prayed about my new dreams and priorities, God made it very clear that nothing I was desiring was outside of his will. None of these ideas went against something he calls me to in his word. None of these changes would put me in a position that wasn't in his design for me. In fact, you could say prioritizing my marriage, wanting space for a family, desiring to use my gifts in more creative ways that serve him, are only confirmed by the values I found in the Bible. With my new dreams and priorities in place, it became clear that something needed to change. My life and career needed to progress. I still loved the place I worked. But it became clear that I had outgrown it. Then the guilt came. How would I leave these people and these projects that I cared so much about? Would they still like me? Would they still be my friend? And the remaining question. What else would I do? Not all of my dreams were a reality yet, and I didn't want to give this up for just anything. Yet, I was miserable, honestly. Grief, guilt, and confusion are not fun emotions to live with. I could wish as much as I wanted that my situation would twist and bend over backwards to accommodate my current needs and desires, but that would not make it change. My natural bent was to stay, to sit tight, and to hope and trust that things would just magically work out. Instead, I was faced with a choice. If I'm unsettled in my situation, I can choose to find new ways to improve it. So... With a heart still heavy, I chose. I chose to look for what else was available. I chose to consider my options. I chose to tell my close circle of friends and family that I was looking for something new. And after having my husband proofread my resume 72 times, I chose to hit send on an email to an awesome job lead. It was the first job lead I found that actually interested me. So I went for it, because it was time to see... What else could be? Lo and behold, I got it. The whole time, I could hardly believe what was happening. I chose to accept the new job. I chose to pull my boss aside and give him my notice. I chose to be honest and then focus on all the good that came from the past five years. I chose a new schedule and a new project. It was way more emotional than I thought it would be. It was hard, but guess what? Here I am on the other side and I'm so happy I took that step. This change helped me reconfigure my priorities, reconnect with my identity outside of work and gain a fresh perspective. I outline all of this to highlight. If you want something to change, you have to make a choice. If you're not okay with your life as is, take action. Positive change is so often a mixture of bold choices and grief and proactive steps and letting go. As long as you're honoring God and seeking his wisdom, you don't have to apologize for wanting to make a change or try something new. I think a lot of my good qualities of sensitivity to others' feelings and peacemaking made it harder for me to learn this truth, but it was really important for me to realize. Like I learned from J.D. Vance in Hillbilly Elegy, don't believe the lie— that you don't have the power to make a better life for yourself. It may take more time than you'd like. It may be uncomfortable for a time. It may feel easier to just stay where you are. But your choices can make a difference. As someone who puts her faith in Jesus, I know with the wisdom that God gives generously and the power of the Holy Spirit living in all who believe, you can take steps and make choices today that bring you new joy, new purpose. And a path to that something more you've been wanting.
1: I know that that was a good story, but Reedy loved me. Hey, she loved me. <laughs> <laughs> we worked together that's how we became friends yeah and she, she was at me. that job that i loved and i did love it and i yeah. loved working with you and i was definitely one of those people that you left but you <laughs> know what we're still friends yes i keep joking and saying well me and ruby were real friends so we'll we actually like you know hang out outside of work it's to true, all though. my other co-workers who are I like i still text her like 20 billion
0: times a day you that, can ask today that, was really bad because yes. we were recording today and i was just like how oh, this? Oh, I made
1: this. I made this. I'm thinking this. Yeah, it was it's kind of, it's kind of fantastic though. Cause it makes us be really intentional with our friendship and that's kind of awesome. But also I was with you in this, you know, like I didn't know all of the details, but I knew the struggle, you know, like I know how many conversations we had where you were like, my life is different now. And like, how do I do this? And like, someday I'm going to want to be a mom. And like, how am I going to do that? And like, I want a bigger house and how is this going to, and through all of the processing, which was really fun, actually <laughs> uh, not being Glad that it person was fun for you. Um, it was very helpful though. Thank you. You're Truly. But I loved, I honestly thought that even though I miss you terribly at work and I wish that I saw you every single day, like I did before, I was so excited when you made that choice because I knew it was going to be such a good season for you. And I knew that like the season that you were in had ended and that this was going to be so exciting and it was going to bring so many new things. And God was going to teach you so many things through it, which he taught you through the struggle, but he's also going to continue to teach you things. And so honestly, my friendship with you and knowing that Amazing stuff was to come outweighed the like bummer of you leaving. I'm I'm just excited because I feel like this is so cool. And to be able to acknowledge that like you had to make a choice because you could have stayed there, you could have sat and you could have continued to be frustrated or bummed or just feel like I needed to move. Yeah. You
0: know, like felt like it was just time.
1: Yeah. And and like that's never like a good place to sit in, right? You know, I mean, hear us like we're not saying if you're not happy, just throw everything in your life away. <laughs> that's not what we're saying. Yeah, like, sometimes the choice is just a change of perspective or something smaller, and that's yeah. how it starts. And sometimes it's bigger. It's 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 still your choice. Yeah. And even if you even if say you can't choose to quit your job because there's nothing else, right? Or or the next opportunity hasn't come. Or whatever the situation may be. Or you have to provide for a family and there just isn't a choice. I don't know what like other people's story is. But there's still a, a mental choice that you can make that will help you be in that moment.
0: Right. And there are smaller choices that you can make that are going to help you get to a bigger choice. Like, Because exactly. honestly, like I kind of said this all started like a year ago or more at this point. It was a choice to start considering that in the first place. To start considering what might be next.
1: For sure. To start
0: to it was a choice to just voice it to people in my life like hey i'm not sure i think i need something new like it was a it was a choice to do a lot of smaller things like that that then helped confirm okay it's time for me to look and then confirm okay it's time for me to actually send this resume and i mean that's that's kind of how it goes right like you have a 100%. choice to show up in your life each day however is going to be best. Yeah. So completely. yeah. Choices are just all over yes. <laughs> everything. <laughs> if you look, you'll find them everywhere. Yes. That shouldn't be stressful. Cause okay. Like honestly, I'm not a super decisive person. So I could see if you're listening and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what are you trying to do to me? Like just make me a stress ball of anxiety. <laughs> no, that's really not it. I'm really saying that it's that you get to be empowered. Like you have the option if you want it to make a choice that's going to really help you yeah. in the long run. That's really my point. And that's really what I learned
1: through the situation. Completely. And my story is not the same, but I've been there completely. And for me, it looked like, you know, rewind almost three years now, maybe a little bit longer to feeling like God was telling me it was time to leave California. And that's home. That's I grew up there. Yeah, there's been times where I didn't live there, but like they were short and I knew they were short and I knew I was going home. But when God tells you leave and you're probably not coming back, that's kind of terrifying. And I had a good life. Not everything was perfect. There was a lot of hard things and there was a lot of things that were a major struggle that I didn't love, but I knew that God had something else for me that was gonna be better. But I left my family and I left a amazing church. And an amazing youth group and um, a bazillion teenagers who looked up to me and loved me. And I had to tell them that I was leaving and I wasn't going to be accessible to them all the time. And I had to look at my nephew and tell him I wasn't going to be there all the time. And I'd been there since the day he was born. And there's a lot of choice in that, that God didn't force me to leave. He didn't tell me that, that my life would be bad if I stayed in California he just gave me the opportunity to leave. And I actually opened door after door after door, including this job that I currently have and making friends with Rebe to do that. But it was so hard. I can't imagine doing it first off without God, because that was the only thing that kept reminding me, like he has a purpose and it's bigger, but it was still a choice. Yeah.
0: And, but there were things that like, you kind of because you've told me about them, like, okay, like, you did want a new kind of career job situation. You did kind of want, like, your own place and space, right? Like, because oh, California yeah. is so freaking expensive. Like, there were things like that, that God was kind of like, hey, you have the opportunity to do this. Now I'm gonna, I can use you in this new place. And like, he totally has, like, your story is so cool. Yeah. But that
1: doesn't undermine the fact that those choices are really, really hard. Yeah, they're really difficult. And in those moments, like, okay, I think I've explained this to you guys a little bit before, but when I lived in California, I lived with a lot of people. <laughs> and we'll just do yeah. a little slight, slight reminder. I lived with my parents, my grandma, my sister, her husband, my nephew, my brother, his wife, my cousin, and on occasion other people who would like to come to town. So that is a lot of people in one house. Which and, has its pros yeah, and has its cons. Has, has some major cons. I love my family dearly. They're literally some of my favorite people in all of life. But when you live that close with that many people, you want some change. (laughs) (laughs) You for sure want some change. And I knew that God had more for me. I knew that even like my plans and my dreams had changed. You know, I was sitting in California waiting for a husband to show up that didn't show up and felt like, okay, God, this isn't going to happen in the way that I want. Then let's figure out what else you want me to do. And that's the amazing thing is that brought so many things, like you said, coming here, making this choice changed my life majorly and allowed so much good stuff to replace. And not replace, per se, but like... To, to enhance. To enhance, exactly. Like your that's whole the life word. story, right? Yeah, completely. And has shown me so much m- more that I didn't know I could do. Like, so many more things that he wants to do in my life. And I knew that because I knew that that's what he wanted for me, you know? And I think that's the same for you. Your plans, your your dreams, they change, but they're still so good, especially when God's such in the process, so, so in the process. He's in it and you're walking with him, you're pretty good.
0: Yeah, like for sure.
1: He's got you.
0: For sure. I'm going to give you credit for this next thought, Candace. full credit, because you mentioned I want to remind people that sometimes questioning it the choice or, like, making the choice and then being like, oh, gosh, what have I done? Or, oh, this is still really hard and time has gone by. That's normal. Oh, it really is. Again, it's still hard. And I use the word grief a lot in my story, which is weird when talking about, like, oh, I chose to leave a job and go to another one. But it was legitimate grief for a a kind of shorter well i guess not really for like a long time yeah <laughs> like no, leading up to it in I, my case i remember but it was a
1: loss i remember the days up to like leaving california when my sister's crying on my bed because i'm leaving going i chose this like i'm gonna cry right now i chose to leave and to me like um, the lie that satan told me was like well yeah because it's selfish you're just doing this for yourself. You're not thinking about other people. And I was like, oh no, thank you very much. Like, no, God is like so in this and it's so a part of it. And you've it, but watched how God has worked in your sister's life. A hundred percent. Even how
0: she's had to like step out and go out of her comfort zone. Since yeah. There's so many confirmations of how like, God was at work and you were not like stepping outside
1: of his will or something. And that's, I'm sure some of the grief that you felt is the same thing. Very similar. And that also Satan likes to twist, tell Mm -hmm. you that like you're being the jerk or you're being
0: like, you're leaving these people in a
1: lurch or
0: like, you're never going to like something as much as this. Yes. Or like, do you know what you're giving up? Yeah, (laughs) totally. But at the same time, it was like really clear. It was just time to take a step. Like,
1: yeah. And I can't, I can't tell you that there's not been days here in this, like in this season that I look back on my time in California and think that was easier or maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have made this choice. Like this is hard. And then I'm very grateful in those moments that I have friends like you who are like, Hey, no, remember God did this. God did this. Mm -hmm. God did this. And it's such a good reminder. To know, like, no, I, oh, I made the right choice. This was a good choice. Okay. Even though I miss everyone so much and this is hard, it's okay to be, to have those moments of like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Like, I'm still sad a little bit about this. I'm still a little bit homesick or I'm still a little bit work sick. I do, that's not really a thing. But like, <laughs> my old job, like, Especially, especially when you go through hard seasons in your new choice, when you're like, wait a minute, back at the old job, I didn't have to deal with this. And I think back in California, I didn't have to deal with this. It was easier. I had my mom and dad and they could just snuggle with me and make it all better. (laughs) But God's doing so much. And I think that's what I'm most excited about is just to see like, man, what's God going to do in Rebe's life? Because she made this choice that's so cool for her life. And So in his will, and that's amazing.
0: I definitely mentioned how this played out in my story, but something really important to remember and I'm really passionate about is just because something is going to make you happy doesn't automatically make it the good choice. I talked so much about how God's word and just the voice of the Holy spirit, like played a huge role in my decision and my choice. And I know it's the same for you, Candace and all of your choices, but including your huge move across the country. Like this was not just an overnight thing. And there was a lot of considerations that went into it. Like, for example, if there's a situation that's going to make you happy, but it disregards something that God has already said, in his word or in your life back to the drawing board. Like, then that's not it. Like just being happy. Isn't the criteria if that's happening and and you're like, this is going to make me happy. But I think God's word said something about this and you need to go get some wise counsel because yeah, I don't want you to make a choice that damages you in the long run and that damages the people around you. Like those are really the key factors. Like what does God say about it? Is this going to disregard his word? is it going to negatively affect the people around you or is it going to damage you more in the long run? Like those are really legitimate things that you need to consider. Cause I know we're talking about things like moving and job changes and those are maybe a little bit more cut and dry, but I know that there are bigger changes when it comes to like family and relationship and faith things that can get into some really hard and confusing and emotional circumstances that, you really do need to get wise counsel and really do make sure that you're lining it up with God's word and not just like, Oh, because he said so, but because genuinely that's going to be so much better for you in the long run. Like that's, what's going to lead to life. If you are going for what he wants for your life, if you, if you kind of just disregard what he's saying and say like, well, this will make me happy anyway. You're just going to lead yourself into more destruction and to more grief and into more confusion. And I don't want that for you. So I'm talking so much about like making a choice and making your life better and making yourself happy. And those are legitimate things. And the whole point of this episode is to empower you to like, look at your life and figure out how you can make those good choices. But I would just be totally remiss to not bring that up. I do not do this without the supervision of the Holy Spirit at this point. Like I need God's word in my life to remind me what is good for me, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I back that up a hundred percent because that whole, even wise counsel because so much of of any big choice that you have to make in your life like if you had come home and told your husband and he had been like i don't i don't think that's right it's not like the end all maybe you guys pray through it and you you know talk about it but that would have been like a hey warning sign yeah it's a red flag like
0: okay maybe this isn't it because guess what's my priority my marriage
1: yeah so if you're (laughs) so if what you're what you think you're switching your priority to the priority doesn't agree. Like that would be a red, a red flag, you know, for me, like if I had gone to my parents or gone to the pastors of my church, told them what I felt like God was saying. And they were like, "Mm, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't feel right. Like, cause I trust them and I trust their, like that they hear the voice of the Holy spirit. I would have been like, okay, Let me pray a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Let's figure this out. because And
0: sometimes it's genuinely like, okay, I just need to go back to the drawing board. It's not like totally out of the question sometimes, but it's just you want to be cautious about some of these things. And you want to, and you you also want to have support of people. I realize that like there might be people in your life who are not good influences and are not hearing from God. So that's a whole nother discussion. But you need those people in your life who are going to speak truth and who are going to remind you of what God says and are going to help you figure out what's best for you. Like that is an actual thing. And I mean, that's very true in my story. Like you said, like my husband was like all for it. He was sensing it too. And he wanted something new and better for me. And he, he was encouraging me. He was the one that was saying, Rebeat hit send, just hit send on the email with your resume in it. Like, just do it. Oh my gosh. Stop making me look at every detail. Like just, d- you need to just do it. You need to just make the choice. So he was like cheering me on. Candace already alluded to the fact that she was just like such a good sounding board and was again, just reminding me, to me of general, like just truths that I just needed to remember in my life, regardless of what was going to happen. And then actually that's kind of how I got my job. Cause I decided to share it in like a church um, group. And one of my friends was like, oh, actually, the guys at work are looking for someone to do this, this, and that. And lo and behold, like, that's literally how I got my job. And she was able to come and support me and say, hey, I'm Switzerland. And, like, whatever happens, I'm for you. And I just want what's best for you. And So you need those kind of people. And you need to be able to discern who those people are in your life who are going to point you in that right
1: direction. Totally. And I... Clearly remember going to my my parents, specifically my dad, and my dad wants all of us to live like five seconds from each other because obviously we lived in one house, but he he just loves having his family around, and he his family lives across the country, so the idea of his kids living far away is not his favorite idea. so the fact that I told my dad that I wanted to move across the country, of course he was like, "Are you sure <laughs> because maybe maybe you can just move somewhere like I can drive to see you but he knows that I hear the voice of the Holy spirit and he knows that I wasn't doing anything just flippantly either and trust me and prayed and completely backed it up, you know, and he totally gave me insight so that I could be wise in that choice and not just like, Hey, I'm just moving across the country. I got no job. I got no plans. I got nothing. I'm just moving that. Probably, he would not have let me do that, <laughs> but that was the kind of guidance that I needed in that moment. And that's like so important, but also I knew because I spent so much time in the word, so much time in prayer, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and hearing like him encourage me and encourage, and then seeing like those doors open. And that's the same, like in my story as it is in yours, God starts to like lead you, you get to choose, but then he opens the door if it's right, you know? Yeah. I do say, I will say
0: he does confirm it for you. And I know, sometimes I get sensitive to this fact that like, when somebody says things like that, like, oh, God told me this, or God prompted me to do this, or oh, he confirmed this choice. It can be easy to go, okay, what on earth does that look like? Like, that's so nebulous, or that seems so like, out in the air. And so maybe if you like, don't Talk to God like that at this point, or you haven't had to make like this big of a choice before. I get it. First of all, I just want to say that you are not the only one who has thought those kinds of things before. And second of all, um, I think you need to give it time and you can start talking to him like that now. I, I like to journal out my prayers. Sometimes I've talked about that on this podcast, start finding those ways that you connect. I know Candice, you said you love worship music. You feel connected to him. Like when you go to church and when you do like talk to your pastors and those mentors in your life. Right. So there's a lot of ways that you can, guess what? You can make a choice to start trying to connect with God more. Yeah. And then you're going to experience that for yourself because it's true. I can't sit here and tell you exactly how God's going to confirm it or Mm -hmm. exactly how he's going to talk to you but I can tell you about my experience and tell you that it's real yeah. and that he can do that for you.
1: And I can tell you that so much of it is reading scripture. Yeah. Because Truth. you recognize you recognize his voice when you know his voice. You know, he, he that's in scripture. Like the sheep know the shepherd's voice. And that's because they are around it and they hear it. And so when you are reading the word and you know what he says, then you know what he says. And so when you have the feeling in your gut and it feels, and it's, or the scripture running through your head over and over and over again, I'm not saying like, you know, heaven's going to open and he's going to make a really big arrow pointing to you to the exact job. Hey, he could do it. I don't know. But (laughs) so much of it is I read it in scripture and then I couldn't get it out of my brain. And when I prayed, that's, what excited me. And, and it goes with scripture. So I know that it's good.
0: And there is an element of just continually like bringing it before God, asking for help, asking him for help, reading the scriptures, recognizing his voice, and eventually just being like, you know, I feel peaceful about this. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good decision. I've crossed all my T's and dotted my I's and I see that this is going to be a good decision for me. And it's not like there's nothing stopping me. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to do it. And something I tell people all the time, because I hang out with a lot of high school and junior high kids, we both do, and something I have to continually remind them when making huge choices, how they feel is huge choices, (laughs) is unless it's sin, you're probably okay. Yeah. Like, God will open the door, and honestly, he will very clearly shut doors if you're not supposed to go there. If you're not supposed to do it, the door will shut. And if you have to work really, really hard, there's probably a reason. If there's, like, some push-up, like against this, probably the door's probably not open. It's probably like a wall, not a door, but the doors will open. And sometimes a lot of doors open and you still have to make a choice and all of them are good. Yeah. You know, if you're a college kid and you're looking at, I don't know where to go to school. What if I go here? And it's not the right choice. He's going to make God a way I can use for you. you anywhere. You yeah. Honestly. And he's going to make a way regardless. So don't let the fear of the choice or the fear of making the wrong choice stop you from making any choice. He'll keep the doors open if they're supposed to open.
0: I have this book. My husband really likes it. So I read it too. And it was really good. It was called something along the lines of love God and do what you want or something like, or that was like the premise of the book. Yeah. And the whole idea was that so many people get crippled by, is this the right choice that they don't end up doing anything? Yeah. And that does bring unhappiness, right? Or like you don't feel fulfilled. And there is an element of just kind of like we're saying, like if you're, if you're not sinning. Yeah. If you're still like good with God, you're reading his word, you know what his truth says. Like, if you want to go to that college, go to that college. If you want to take that job, take that job. Mm-hmm. If you want to move to that state, move to that state. Yeah. If you want to go on a date with that guy, go on a date with that guy. All of these situations, I think sometimes we overthink. And that is an oh, element of this for sure. Totally. And so that's why I want you to feel empowered. Like, hey, you have the power to make a choice like today to start maybe looking into something or just to start talking to God about something. Your choices are powerful and they matter.
1: Yeah. This is just like a tiny example of that. When I was trying to figure out like what I was going to do after high school, I knew I wanted to go and do missions. And so I, in my head thought, man, I really like Ireland, but also Australian accents are lovely because you know, I chose my mission (laughs) field based off of whose accent was best. And potential husbands could be found with that accent. I know Joke wanted to find an Irish worship pastor husband. I don't blame you. Because uh, what uh, what 18-year-old yeah. wouldn't? I mean, I still do. <laughs> That's still what I want. Um, but anyways, so I, I had these two places in my mind, and I was like, okay, God, which one do I go to? Like, which is your will? It has to be whichever one you're going to, like do all the magic and, and like all the good things are going to happen. And, and I don't want to go against your will. And it was like literally hard. I came to the point where I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to apply to both of them. I'm going to send applications. Whoever gets back to me first, that's where I'll go. And it worked. It was like an amazing thing, but you know what? The other one had gotten back to me first. It would have still been amazing and it still would have been really good. And God still would have worked. My life still would have been dramatically changed. And that's where I think I came to this conclusion at that point was, you know what? I think he's good with whatever I'm doing as long as he's with me. Your choices
0: matter. They affect every aspect of your life. This isn't meant to stress you out. It's meant to empower you. You hold the gift of choice in the palm of your hands. Some situations may never change or progress how we want them to. But you control what you do with the situation and how you respond to it. If something is making you unhappy, you can choose to focus on the good. If you're being taken advantage of, you can choose to stand up for yourself. If you're dissatisfied with your life, you can choose to improve it. The key is to let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't choose or leave or change by doing something that's out of line with his wisdom and God's word. That will only lead to an even more destructive situation. Trust me, as long as you're honoring God, why are you staying still? If you're genuinely unhappy or hurt or unsettled, then I want you to know, you don't have to stay there. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 16, 9. If you want to go deeper, watch out for our bonus episode unpacking what kinds of choices this might not apply to. That will release next Wednesday, so be watching for that. And by the way, as of this episode, you'll get a new non-exclusive podcast every Wednesday instead of every other. So be sure you're subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, Connect with us on Instagram at non-exclusive podcast. We go a little deeper and start conversations around each episode there as well. Thanks.